morning, campers, and welcome to Camp Cryptid. We're your hosts, Louis Stardust and Erica Fett. What's up, you gorgeous ghouls and goblins? Ghouls and goblins. Guess what? Today is our 50th episode of Camp Cryptid. Holy moly. I know, air horns. horns. (laughs) Confetti. Yeah. And what a better way to celebrate 50 episodes of Camp Cryptid by talking about our favorite cryptids. Uh, We've done episodes in the past where we talked about ones in New Jersey. Uh, We've talked a few in Ohio that Erica is familiar with. But we thought we would kind of come back to that. And also, since I live in Connecticut now, there's some new cryptids. So I thought it would be fun to kind of talk about that and maybe talk about some of our favorite things that we've done since, you know, starting this podcast because we're 50 episodes in. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, I I think... Starting from the beginning to here, I feel like, wow, it's like, I I feel like I feel way more like comfortable, like talking. Yeah. And it's just like, um, you know, the sound issues in the beginning, you know, obviously I had a terrible mic. I don't know. It's not even that. I had some issues too. Like it, it's it's a lot to learn by yourself. Nobody really. I mean, I guess somebody probably teaches a, a guide on um, podcasting, but nobody that we know was there to like guide us that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, and yeah. And so it's been a lot of that, but also like getting comfortable with ourselves and our community, and like building a community has been really fun. We're at a lot of followers between our social media platforms, but also in our Reddit is very interactive, and so it's nice to have created that space for people. I think that's really fun. Oh, for sure. Like I can't wait till we can start doing like conventions to meet people like in person like hear stories maybe do some panels and stuff like that i think i i I think there's so many cool things that we've done like especially like ghost hunts and stuff um i'd love for us to go back to new orleans and do like a spooky little new orleans trip i cannot stop thinking about new orleans i want to go so bad Ah, i know dude Ah! (laughs) but i i just think there's so many fun things that we've done and because it's like an area that you and i both like love because we were doing like horror cosplays before we even Mm -hmm. like thought of even doing a, a podcast together so it's so funny that like it's kind of like you know we went from cosplaying freddie and jason together and now we're having we have a podcast where it's just like we're talking about you know cool horror movies and stories and i think it's so fun especially because there's so many different genres for horror and there's so many different types that like yeah there's really never ending subjects like our we have a google drive of everything we want to talk about and there's still hundreds like there's so <laughs> many options for stuff and even then sometimes we don't even look at that and we'll just think of something else so I think it's really fun yeah and there's times too where we've like written down what we want to do but then another topic comes up we're like oh let's do that one first <laughs> and then, yeah 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 yeah. especially as like new things pop up too it's nice yeah but no it's been so it's been so much fun I um like I said I'm so excited for us to like do more field work <laughs> So let's start it off with Connecticut. Um, You may have heard of the iconic Mystic Pizza or Mystic uh, Connecticut, which is like, it's a movie, right? That's a movie. Yeah, I feel like I've heard of it. I don't think I've ever seen it, though. I haven't seen it either, but I know it's a big deal because, like, Connecticut people always talk about it. <laughs> Not being from here, that's, like, their one claim. They're like, ooh, Mystic. I'm like, cool. I don't know what the fuck that means, but... <laughs> So, like I said, you may have heard of the iconic Mystic Connecticut, but have you heard of the local legend, the Pig Man? In the 1970s, a reported man with a pig-like head and making pig-like sounds had drowned a woman in the Mystic River. If you could see my face right now, it was yeah. Could you imagine? Like, what? <laughs> it's such a like a uh, a thing I didn't know had happened. Yeah. Because it's just like it's just like a silly thing, and I feel like also too, it, it's almost like referenced in like American Horror Story, right? Where you see like the pig. That's like, what I was literally thinking. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it makes me think of that. And I know it's been um, referenced in books and stuff like that. Uh, There's also there's also just like some belief that that's happening. I don't know how much I believe a pig man face is like running around as much as I believe somebody with like some kind of costume or head or distorted face. You know what I mean? But I thought that was an interesting one and one I haven't heard of a lot. So I wanted to just reference that today. Too cool. (laughs) How do you follow that one up? (laughs) I don't know. You got a lot of it in Ohio, so... (laughs) <laughs> well, we'll go with, oh, let's see. Uh, oh, Lord. Uh, over here in Ohio. <laughs> let's see. Uh, let's go with the Grassman, Ohio's Bigfoot, right? Mm. So Ohio's always kind of been known to be one of the um, hot spots of Bigfoot activity in the United States. It's actually one of the top 10 locations. I think it's actually number seven in the United States. Um, don't hold me to that, but I think I'm sure. Um, but Connecticut's also up there. Connecticut has a lot of Bigfoot sightings. Um, and uh, Ohio is actually one of them that has a ton and Ohio's uh, little kind of version of the Bigfoot is the Ohio Grassman and the Ohio Grassman kind of came about um, more sightings of him were in like the 1970s and that's when a family basically began seeing this kind of like slender tall-ish not as big as Bigfoot but like tall-ish bipedal creature man uh, covered in hair who was kind of lurking on their property. This is one of the instances that people kind of make for like Bigfoot being kind of aggressive because this grass man is kind of known to um, attack animals. Uh, this family in the 1970s that was uh, had claimed to have seen this this creature multiple times on their property, um, their German shepherd actually was found with its like neck broken, which is awful. So we don't like that. <laughs> and me all this time like, no, he's like Harry and the Hendersons. No, not the grass man. Mm-mm. But no, that's kind of like Ohio's little legend. He's kind of known to be lurk- lurking in the grass. Like I said, he's not as big as the like Bigfoot uh, when people say he's like seven, you know, eight feet tall. But he is taller than I would say the average human. But also there are sightings of normal Bigfoot in Ohio too. But the Grassman is the sighting that I think was the coolest um, since like the 1970s. I just think it's such a fun name, the Grassman. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like he's like coming back from Woodstock, you know? It doesn't oh, sound for like sure. A, well, like I mean, such name. a 70s like hell yeah (laughs) yeah i uh so we have our own version of bigfoot apparently which is the winstead wild man uh this was some sightings that were seen in the late 1800s and it is a naked hairy man running through town which sounds pretty similar (laughs) to every kind of bigfoot exactly there there was one like initial uh occurrence where bigfoot was seen right or this bigfoot was seen uh but over the next few weeks like past that there was more reports of the same kind of like big bipedal creature running around, uh, as well as two other witnesses who matched the previous description that was given, um, as well as, you know, in 1972, uh, a wild man also appeared where they're assuming is the same, you know, Winstead Wildman, little Bigfoot. Uh, and this one was observed by two young men in Winchester Road. So all kind of like the same area of Connecticut, but yeah from the 18 the late 1800s and then you know the 1970s as well um yeah it was it was you know prominent there so i just think it's interesting there's been a lot of sightings uh i i talked to somebody the other day because they were asking about our podcast and they were like well what do you think is the most likely to be a real crypto which i think you would agree to is bigfoot like that seems like the the most likely to be real um not just based on yeah i think it's almost a thing where so many cultures have their own version of a bigfoot as well as you know 
states yeah. apparently like we're, we're in two separate states but we both have a version of a bigfoot and i could yes. see it be real and it's seen all over pretty much almost every continent you know yeah so. everywhere and i think it's something that could you know i like the idea you talked about where it's not just one it's like a family of bigfoots or like different types and and i could see that being likely especially because it's like evolution almost yes. where i feel like it could be real so i find that interesting yeah i agree that's 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 been one of my it's it's always going back and forth for me whether it's like a mountain person you know whether it's yeah. just a person who kind of secluded themselves off the mountain and been living off the land or whether it's kind of like this evolved or um even like a neanderthal mm-hmm. like a neanderthal that's kind of evolved uh travel obviously through those cave systems that they've come to know through thousands of years of travel you know what i mean I think it's closest to that, in my opinion. Like, I could see that happening. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, the thing is, is, like, Neanderthals still existed when we, we as, like, Cro-Magnons were, like, coming about to be. So it's, like, there was a lot of reports when, like, Neanderthals and, and, and basically our species were, like, basically trying to kill each other for, like, territory and stuff. So it's, like, if they felt, like, threatened by us, maybe they went underground. And I think that's kind of where I go along the lines of well, where I think that if you line up a lot of these Bigfoot sightings all around the world, there's a, one thing in common that I feel like a lot of them have, and it's around mountainous regions where there might be cave systems. And as we know, they're still finding cave systems that are connected, and 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 they're still exploring cave systems to this day. Um, so you know, you've got uh, you've got a species of of human that have have traveled this earth far far before we you know had, and they're probably well uh, way more evolved to handle these like crazy terrains, you know. So sorry, I don't mean to go off on rants on Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> that is what the people are here for <laughs> i literally i i just i i'm, I'm like crazy when it comes to bigfoot <laughs> like it racks my mind sometimes i'm like god i i would love to know if this thing exists but it's also like for conservation like if it was like the species you would just want it to be like you don't want anything to happen to it you know i feel like you're the type though if you came across it you wouldn't tell anybody you would tell like me and like JJ, and you would never, like, we would never be on our podcast. We would just, like, we've acknowledged that it's real and we're never going to No, girl, because, you know, I'd be taking baskets of food out to it every day, trying to be, like, its friend, like, Harry and the Hendersons. Like, I literally am so mad that, like, oh, God, I'm ranting. But I'm so mad that at this point in my life, I haven't seen aliens. I'm, like, so mad. Like, they exist. Mm-hmm. Like, why can't we have, like, cute little worlds like Mass Effect where we're all hanging out with lizard people and stuff? Like, I'm cool with that. <sighs> Lesai. Those people are real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe that one. Well, what's next for you besides Bigfoot? While we're talking about lizard men, geez, let's talk about the Crosswick monster. Now, I talked about this guy in our Urban Legends uh, episode, I think, back back, back, back early, I think. But the Crosswick monster is basically, uh, it happened in the late 1800s and it happened around Crosswick, Ohio, which is around, I think, Waynesville, Ohio. And basically what happened, two boys were kind of uh, out in like this little swampy area fishing when a giant snake-like creature grabbed the oldest boy with its two arms and ran off into a giant sycamore tree that had been hollowed out. as the children were basically screaming, three men that were kind of off in the distance heard the yells and came to basically aid the children. And then they realized that this monster had this child basically within its like grasp, right? So these three men get this this giant monster off of this child and take this child into town. And they basically come back to this giant sycamore tree uh, with 60 men. And these 60 men basically start to hack down this tree, right? And then this giant snake-like tree, uh, creature emerges. Now this creature is what they say, it says when it stood 
up. It was 12 to 14 feet high. It had four arms and four legs and a very long tail. And a lot of the people that basically saw it said it basically resembled like a giant snake. Now, half of the men out of the 60 were basically like, nah, I'm not fucking with that. I'm going back home. I'm not trying to kill this giant snake-like creature. And the other 30 guys mm-hmm. tried to basically chase and kill the creature with their axes and, and they had animals and stuff too. Um, now, the creature got away. So the creature got away, never to be seen again. But this is probably one of my favorite ever stories in Ohio because it's like, how cool would it be if there were some kind of like dinosaur creature that still existed, you know? And it it was just like this cool snake dinosaur. Well, I mean, not cool because he's probably going to eat that kid for sure. But (laughs) (laughs) But, (laughs) you know, my mind thinks that I can befriend any type of monster out there. So... (laughs) I mean, you are the animal whisperer, so I think there's a high chance. Um, in the same kind of vein of like a a thing that might have last forever or kind of like a serpenty thing, there's sea serpents apparently here. So uh, we're close enough to New York and like Long Island and other things where over in Stratford, Connecticut, there's been numerous reports of sea serpents throughout the years, some as far back as the 1700s and uh there's a lot of rich history between like cryptid sightings on you know the coast of lordship which is um that part in stratford and uh a lot of you know made by sea captains but there's also been a mermaid sighting oh we love that (laughs) which i think is so good yeah like to think of like maybe having our own nessie here is really cool um some of the sightings took place in you know 1878 all the way down to like the 19 early 1900s and stuff uh so i'm i'm super down to have our own version of a nessie here you know we've done we did a multi-part episode on just sea serpents alone and or rather just things in the sea yeah talked about sea serpents and like krakens and stuff a lot and i i could see that being also plausible and also yeah. real it, it's For still sure. kind of the same element of like what you just said with with bigfoot and what you just said about the snake creature is that those to me feel like things that could have lived past you know uh yes. the big bang or something yeah. else and they could have continued to grow in the way that they did so that's like plausible cryptids for me yeah I'm life is resilient man yeah <laughs> All right. I uh, love that. Give me a little Jeff Goldblum moment right there. That's what you're making me feel like. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Life uh, finds a way. <laughs> Speaking, I guess, of a Loch Ness monster, Ohio actually does have its version of the Loch Ness monster, and her name is Bessie. Bessie. We, lo- we love little, like, female little <laughs> serpents out there just roaming the seas. So Bessie is basically Ohio's version of the Loch Ness monster, and it's basically uh, seen around Lake Erie, uh, mostly around the Cleveland area, but she's this cute little serpent that a lot of people have seen um a lot of reports came around like the the 1970s and stuff um but bessie's been seen by a lot of people and uh there's been a couple pictures obviously nothing definitive but uh we have talked about lake erie i think because i've talked about lampreys being there and how terrifying lampreys are and if you haven't seen what a lamprey is if you look it up it's like a giant fucking worm with like a round mouth with just rows of razor-like teeth and they just look like something out of like the worst science fiction movie and they're just gnarly but you know it's it's crazy because you think about like Loch Ness and like you said that there were like mermaids and there's even like uh sightings of your own kind of Loch Ness monster over there and, and these these like passageways of water uh, around the Great Lakes are you know pretty vast I mean the Vikings got over here and and went to Minnesota so that shows you that like there's little passageways that people can get through so uh what's not to say that some kind of like prehistoric creature like a plesiosaurus or something just was like floating along and you know I, I'm here for it I think I, I mean I I love uh looking at the ocean I don't like so much being on the ocean um but you know if there's little ocean creatures I'm not really going in the ocean so it's not gonna bother me <laughs> And the other thing is I love the water and I love being there, but not the freaking ocean. Oof. 
Man, it's so crazy. I, I, we actually, I think we have a, I mean, this is one of those ones where we have it written down that we're going to do another uh, ocean, like Tales of the Ocean, Ghost Stories of the Ocean episode. So hopefully in the next couple episodes, we may do one, <laughs> but there's so much with it. So this one I found today, actually, and I got really excited about it. I believe I'm saying it correctly. It's called The Glaucus. And this is very similar to The Chupacabra. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> We've talked about The Chupacabra before. Uh, we love the Mexican legend of The Chupacabra. It's very interesting. And uh, this is one that is very similar as far as it's it's cryptonics. I don't know how to explain it. It's just like it's a creepy little creature that I got excited because I was like Chupacabra, right? Yeah. And so it's... I can show you a picture of it, um, but it's been described as part bear, dog, and cat, which is like uh, the perfect animal. Like, the perfect what? animal, right? Um, but it does not look as cute. It kind of reminds me oh. almost of like a badger. As, yeah, like a badger cute, mixed though. with like like a dog almost for like the shape of its face. Some of it, it looks like really cutesy, like a little baby bear. And then some of it, it looks like a fucking chupacabra. Like it looks a, like it looks a little gross. But this was starting <laughs> to appear in Glastonbury. Uh, that is that. A, a nice town, I believe, here in Connecticut. And uh, as early as I believe 1939. Yeah, 1939. Yeah, this is also one that's popped up since then as well in the 1950s and uh, there's claims that it has vanished but i have seen a few articles Sightings, of like yeah. notices of people being like we believe we've seen this as well and yeah they were said to have eaten cats and other small animals oh and could be heard howling at night so i don't know what their actual um lore would be but i think it is interesting that they they're one of those cryptids that has many different looks to them with, with a drawing there's things like a mothman or a bigfoot or something else that are very like okay this is what they look yeah. like here's the picture right but this one comes out like somewhat cute sometimes and someone sometimes like a little bit gross gross looking uh it's also known as the northern devil cat so if you want oh. to take a look at that for yourself we will definitely be sure to post it on there some say even the laugh that it gives is almost like a little hyena so it gives kind of like a little cackle uh. as well i thought that was a little <laughs> I love fun that. one mm -hmm. i love that so yeah i i i would love to see more of this there's not much information on him if you look up it on google there's like two articles and like half a wikipedia page like there's not really too much on it but i thought that was a fun one no, I love that. A bear cat dog. <laughs> all, your, all the best things. Yeah. It's my fave. <clears throat> well, speaking of dogs, the Defiance Werewolf of the 1970s, right? So Defiance is a town in Ohio. There's a college there. I actually worked at the Ohio Education Association uh, one summer as a summer job in Defiance, and I had no idea that uh, this was a story. But basically, in 1972, there were three people in one night who had uh, an, an encounter with uh, what they call a werewolf. Basically, two railway workers um, basically saw him that night, and basically the one said that he was basically connecting the cars, and he was attacked from behind by a werewolf with a two-by-four uh so he turned around, he saw it had fangs. The other guy also saw it. They basically both said that it was a, a giant walking dog, essentially, like a werewolf. Um, and then later on that night, uh, a third person saw it and basically said that the uh, werewolf ran in front of his car while he was driving. Um, and since then, basically, a couple people uh, had stuff in their uh like their property kind of vandalized and kind of uh, ruined by supposedly the werewolf. And there was also a couple animals, but it's pretty cool because uh, these are, these are multiple people who basically saw a werewolf and it kind of 
like goes back to the Michigan Dog Man. Um, so the Michigan Dog Man is kind of essentially like its own version of uh, a werewolf. And Michigan is, I always give Michigan a hard time, but Michigan is actually very beautiful. Um, and especially upper Michigan, it's, it's if you like nature yeah. and you like forests, it's, it's so picturesque. It's just beautiful. And so there's a lot of legends of werewolves around there and they're called the Dog Man. Um, we've talked, I think, actually one of our episodes about the Rougarou in Louisiana, which is also kind of Louisiana's version of a dog man, uh, werewolf that is in the swamps there. But yeah, basically there were multiple people in Ohio that saw this werewolf and um, kind of makes werewolves a little bit more prevalent than I really realized that they were in the United States, but that's kind of cool. We so. keep going back to dogs because I have a dog story for you too. Yes! Yes! <laughs> Over in Meriden, Connecticut, which is not too far from me also, is a black dog. And so there's almost like this like legend kind of lore phrase that gets said. And it says, if you meet the black dog once, it shall be for joy. If twice, it shall be for sorrow. And the third time shall bring death, which is like so sad. I want to see the puppy. <laughs> I, like, tell me that. If I see a black dog, I'm going to the black dog. <laughs> I'm going to go say hi to it. Yeah. Uh, so this tale comes from Hubbard Park, Castle Craig in the Hanging Hills of Meriden, Connecticut. It consists of a mysterious supernatural black dog with a silent bark that leaves no footprints whose third sighting ultimately results in the death. And apparently it's like in a really beautiful spot in Connecticut, but it's a little bit haunted by the dog. So they're like, don't, you know, not go see the beautiful park because you're afraid of this puppy. There's been a lot of encounters from people saying that it was a small, um, almost spaniel-like short-haired black dog. And it's often described as having come out of nowhere despite its sad eyes. uh, And it's quite happy to have human human companionship so it looks like it's almost like a good phantom like it's not like a, a spooky bad dog but it's almost like the you know how people say if you see crows or um something like that it's it's like the sign of death right but mostly it looks like yeah. he just wants to play fetch or something which i think is really cute oh i know makes me just heart. want to pet oh. him i'm like ah uh. i know you can't tell me that oh it's, there's a sad dog that just wants human companionship oh. i know but it's um sign me up <laughs> It's open during the spring to the fall, so we can definitely go check it out because it's not super far. And, um, oh, I love that. you know, with our luck, we would probably see a dog. <laughs> yes. And then I'm going to be like, God damn it. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. So it's not a dog, but it is a frog. <laughs> I love this one. So the Loveland Frog, man, that's a, that's a really fun one. So I'm pretty sure this was this turned out to be a hoax, but I'll tell it anyways. Basically, one night, I think in the 50s, uh, in Loveland, Ohio, uh, a guy was roaming around the, basically across a bridge at night, and uh, like a giant walking frog went past him. And it startled him, and he came back, and I think he got a, a like a, a cop, and the cop came, and they were like shooting at it, I'm, which is awful. Like, why would you shoot at this frog? Like... It's a frog. If even if it is a giant frog, why would you shoot at it? Like just but, lick it to death. What else? Is yeah, it I do? mean, like, but yeah, but I'm pretty sure it turned out to be an iguana. <laughs> but <laughs> I'll find the actual article. But still, the Loveland Frogman is still a pretty celebrated uh, little cryptid because for a while, a lot of people thought that there was actually a giant frog just roaming around Ohio, which would be sick. I mean, we already had a giant snake chilling out so why not well i think that's like most of the cryptids here there's definitely some more but i want to throw in a little bonus round for vampires because we have vampires here in connecticut that's sick uh, over in Jewett City in Griswold, Connecticut, it says in the 19th century, the Ray family 
was afflicted by a mysterious wasting disease. As members continued to be stricken, the family suspected that their dead relatives were vampires, rising from the dead and feeding upon the living. So they exhumed a few sons and burned their bodies in a bonfire to put a stop to the undead. Today, it was believed to be tuberculosis, <laughs> not vampires, <laughs> that caused the family's death. But I do think it's interesting that there is a bit of vampire lore in that area. Uh, you know, I wonder if there are bits of that are true. Yeah, you know. Uh, let's believe, uh, hopefully it wasn't tuberculosis. Maybe let's just, let's just believe it was vampires. I'm I'm more than happy to believe it's vampires. I mean, that's the thing too is you think about a lot of these stories where they're coming from, like, especially like the early 1800s, uh, late, late 1700s. Mm-hmm. You've got these, you know, you've got these uh, people who are seeing animals maybe for the first time. You know what I mean? Certain animals. So it's also like, did they believe that that animal was a, um, a monster? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I mean, if you see like, oh, let's say... Uh, what could you see? Like, what animal would be so scary if you saw it for the first? Like a Komodo dragon. Oh my god, my nightmare! Like, I think they're no. so cute, <laughs> but I love them. But they're terrifying because if that thing bites you, their like saliva is mm-hmm. all gross. Like, yeah. So if you saw a Komodo dragon, you'd be like, and some of those things are huge. But even like if you didn't know that their saliva was like that, like they're big and scary. You would just they're it, it's a natural reaction, you know? Yeah, but yeah, like uh, it's just like so crazy to think about. But and it's also crazy to think about like what animals actually existed that we just don't even, you know. There's so many. I I believe a lot of the Earth evolved man. forms. Like we're just talking about, you know, this little chupacabra thing that's like a variant of a dog. Who knows if that's even true? Yeah, I understand that. But like to, to believe that there's a variant of species in that way could be really cool to me, you know. Well, when we went to the Mutter Museum, there's like so many different variations and anomalies. It's like, I, I, I don't know. I'd re- have a big imagination i'm just here you know whatever happens happens i'm also like <laughs> i wonder if some of these are like a like a andy from toy story meets like um mad scientist frankenstein that are like i'm gonna put these things together and now it's encrypted yes. oh no like that's always like yes. a weird thing to me yes oh like a chimera or something like that like uh! <laughs> yeah 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 something like that yeah Oh, I could see it. Yeah, that's so crazy. But yeah, mm-hmm. no, there are some good ones. Connecticut has a ton, a ton, a ton, and mm-hmm. a lot of haunted history too. So that's that's a win-win. Did you have any other ones before we start to? You know, I mean, other than Mothman, kind of being like mm. Mothman, I guess is it's it's right there along the Ohio River, and it's basically uh, Point Pleasant. Is you can see Point Pleasant from the bridge, so it's just kind of like Close I guess enough, there's yeah. people who probably had Mothman sightings, maybe in Ohio too because it's right there you know yeah so. probably just flew over once or twice you yeah know? I mean why not you know <laughs> I think that's so fun I like that um we had a lot of similar ones but different versions which yeah. makes me yeah. makes me excited makes me believe again, that there are were- werewolves for sure <laughs> oh werewolves I'm down for it I'm down I mean, for if they're werewolf. hot like hot like uh like true blood werewolves I'll yes I was like, please don't say Twilight. I was like, don't, uh, you, don't go listen, there. Listen, listen, it, it crossed my mind. That's why I paused because I was like, I'm not going to say Twilight. <laughs> we're going, we're going <laughs> I was like, I have True to sound Blood. something cooler. <laughs> True Blood is definitely cooler. Oh, God, I'm so oh, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just teasing. Um, yeah, I think that's that's pretty, I don't know. I think it's cool that we live in a place where there's like so many options for cryptids. And I and I like that there are similarities across them. But For sure. Uh, very excitingly, we get to hang out. We're going to be filming some cool stuff. That we can't wait for y'all to see and hear. We're going to take a look at some spooky stuff in the future. And again, you know, we're 50 episodes in. So thank you so much for listening to us. And you can expect more ghoulish fun and chaos from us (laughs) as a podcast. Yes, 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we're going to try to um, do a lot more conventions this year. Um, and then we're going to be doing um, a lot of fun videos. I, I think we're just trying really hard to kind of like see and dabble in different things and see what feels good. You know, mm -hmm. that sounded very sexual. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's that's us. The non-sexual podcast. <laughs> very. Um, no, I, I'm horny for vampires always. <laughs> um, <laughs> always. Um but no, it's been super cool. Yeah, I think our episode was, I think our episode was called Fang Bangers or something. So people are not surprised by now. I mean, please do. Yeah, please do not be surprised that I will always be hot and bothered for some vampires. <laughs> but yeah, speaking of, if you guys like the podcast and you're having a good time, feel free to give us a review. We're almost to 100 reviews, which is also crazy. Hell yeah. Yeah, we love that. So yeah, make sure to go give us a review. I think Apple and... um we're on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Those are the places you can leave us a review. We also have a bunch of different ways to listen. So if you'd like to go to cancreditedpodcast.com, you can listen to us on Podbean, YouTube. We have episodes on there. The places we mentioned, you know, Spotify and Apple Podcasts, if you want to leave that review. We also have a contact us section where you can submit your own spooky tales or uh, maybe you saw a really good horror movie lately that you want us to check out and review. All those types of things are available to do on our contact section as well as ways to find us on social media. We have an Instagram and and a Twitter and a Facebook yep. page, which you should come hang out on. Yep. And a Reddit. And a Reddit. Tell them about Reddit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Reddit. So our subreddit is Cam Cryptic Podcast. Uh, if you, like she said earlier, if you have any movies you'd like to see, you can drop uh, movie trailers. You can drop your own personal, um, like, stories. Uh, any type of, like, creepy UFO, cryptid, weird, paranormal horror stuff we're down for. But, yeah, go crazy. <laughs> and until next time, we are your camp counselor signing off. <laughs>